Welcome back to another episode of the Dixon Sports Report. I'm Justin Spurlock. I am your host, and I'm glad that you've decided to join me for another episode. Today I'm going to talk to Chris Norman, who has been around here for a long time. He has a previous job where he was a sports broadcaster here in Dixon County um, many years ago. We're going to kind of talk about the history of sports broadcasting in this area a little bit in the interview today. But before we get to our guest, I want to uh, just update you on some scores. Actually, uh, there wasn't a whole lot going on this week. Basketball season at the high school level uh, has ended at the regular season, but playoffs are right around the corner. Uh, district uh, tournament is coming up. I'm going to let you know all about that. But I did want to let you know about the games that took place uh, last weekend. So on Friday night, uh, this past Friday night, Fairview took on Creekwood. Creekwood, uh, in the girls' game, they came out victorious by a score of 54-33. to And then uh, for the boys' game, a little bit later that night, Creekwood was able to pick up another victory by a score of 51-46. to and then over in Dixon County, they had their last regular season games uh, of of the uh, of the year this past Friday night. Uh, the girls won their game by a score of 67 to 30, and the boys won by a score of 88 to 67. So both of our high schools, uh, all of our basketball uh, programs on the boys and the girls side, ended their season with a victory on Friday night. And then this weekend is the big tournament. Uh, the district uh, championships are about to take place, and we're going to let you know all you need to know uh, to be able to catch those games. So we'll give you a preview for those at the end of the show. But let's go ahead and take our first break. Uh, I do want to recognize our sponsors. Appreciate them uh, for supporting us. So let's take a look at our sponsors. We'll take a short break, and then we'll be right back to interview Chris Norman right here on the Dixon Sports Report. Complete Service Heat and Air is a trusted provider of top-notch heating and cooling solutions dedicated to ensuring optimal comfort and efficiency for residential and commercial spaces. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way 24-7 service call us at 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. And we are live here in the uh, studio, and this morning, or this afternoon, I guess I am joined by uh, Mr. Chris Norman, who is somebody I've wanted to interview for quite some time. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come up here this Thank this you afternoon. for inviting me, Justin. So this show is called the Dixon Sports Report. It's a new show that we're doing. And the main goal is to really uh, keep people in Dixon County updated on what's going on in the sports world but also doing interviews with coaches and with players. But really, I wanted to have you in today because you've got a little bit of a different perspective on local sports than a lot of people because you've been involved in sports broadcasting over the years on the radio. And uh, I was wondering if we could talk maybe a little bit about that today 
um, if you don't mind, maybe take us back to uh, when you were first uh, getting started in your career and, and sort of take us from there. Um, I, I was talking to someone, a, a career advisor, because I was really trying to figure out where I wanted to, to go with my life. I was working in a factory. I was the shipping foreman at a factory called Printwood, which doesn't exist anymore. I loaded trucks and train cars all day, uh, driving a tow motor. And um, so I really thought, well, I want, I want something more than a job. And I talked to this counselor who said, what do you like to do? And I said, well, I like sports. I really like sports. And I talk a lot. Well, he said, you ought to try radio. Yeah. So I, uh, I went, found a, a broadcasting school in Nashville called the Nashville School of Broadcast Technique. It was down on 16th Avenue that had night classes. I was working at Tensco during the day, and uh, then I would go to Nashville every evening and take classes at a radio school, and uh, that was for about eight months, and I decided I wanted to get into broadcasting. So when I finished radio school, I started applying at radio stations all over the southeast, Alabama, Kentucky, uh, Georgia, all over Tennessee. I sent in my recording, my, my audition tape to radio stations everywhere, and they always asked the same question, have you ever been on the air? I said, no, I've never been on the air. And they said, well, we won't hire you until you've been on the air. It's kind of like credit. Nobody will give you credit till you've got credit. Yeah. So how do you get credit if they won't give it to you? Right. How do you get on the air if nobody will hire you till you've been on the air? But after about a year of looking for a job in radio all over, uh, I actually got a job at WDKN in 1981, wow. my hometown radio station. So uh, I started there as a part-time DJ at night. Uh, it was uh, an FM station called WTNQ, uh, which was rock and roll, and WDKN was country uh, and talk. So uh, I started there part-time, then I got hired on full-time uh, when new owners came in and bought the radio station, and they put me on. Uh, I was the midday, I was the morning co-host on WDKN with a guy named Jack Lee, and we had a show called Dateline Dixon, which was talk. And then after, after 10 o'clock, I would switch over to the FM, which was 102.3. And uh, uh, I was the midday host of an oldies rock and roll show on, uh, WD, on WTNQ. And then uh, I started, started doing news and sports as well. I worked with Earl Walton as a sportscaster. And then I eventually became the sports broadcaster for WDKN and WTNQ. And uh, I broadcast the Cougar games and Dragon games and Colonels games and Tigers games. We did a, a different junior high ball game every Thursday night. Really? And then we would do the high school ball games on Friday. That was when there was only one high school yeah. uh, in the county. So I was the voice of the Cougars for a couple of years. Wow. And uh, that was a lot of fun. Did football, basketball, and baseball. Now, where was the uh, radio station at that time? Because it has moved. It has around. several times. It was at Poplar Street and College, uh, where Yesick Design is right now, right, right at the end of Poplar Street. That was the radio station. And uh, I was there shortly after I left. It moved over to East College Street, where High Cotton is now. Uh, and then while I was there, it uh, or it moved to... Uh, where it is now on West College Street, and I worked there the second time when I returned there at the current location. 
I got a chance to work at WDKM when I was still in high school, um, and it was at the, in the old uh, High Cotton building at that time. And so that's kind of where my memories of it were, but I realize it has actually been a, quite a few places around town. It has. Uh, it actually started off uh, over the Bank of Dixon on Main Street uh, is where they began broadcasting. But uh, uh, the funny thing is my very first experience on WDKN, first time I was on the air, was before I actually worked there. Um, Mr. Sullivan, who we just spoke about, was a part-time DJ there and uh, while we were in high school. And he was having a show uh, where kids could call in and talk to Santa Claus, and he needed a Santa Claus. So he asked me to be his Santa Claus for the radio show. So I, I called in, and, and I would just answer kids' wishes, what they wanted for Christmas. And uh, so my first time on the radio was as Santa Claus. <laughs> Very interesting. I, yeah, I've kind of loved hearing about some of the shows that they had back then. You know, uh, it was uh, it was different. Um, you know, we had the AM and the FM, which were separate. They didn't simulcast like they do now. They had separate broadcasting. So, I I did the talk show, uh, Dateline Dixon on the AM. I played oldies on the FM. I've hosted Swap and Shop. Um, I've I hosted the shows you now host uh, as well, uh, Old Timers Program and um, Know Your County. I've, I've done those shows. We used to have a show called, uh, uh, I, I can't remember the name of it, but we did a different on-site remote every uh, Saturday from a different business and had live bands wow. play. Wow. Uh, uh, the name escapes me, but uh, every Saturday morning we were doing a, a live show somewhere. I remember one very distinctly when uh, uh, DNC Auto Parts opened. We were at their grand opening with a live band and broadcasting there. So, wow, that kind of thing all over the all over the county. That was that sounds like it was a lot of fun. It was, and, and uh, you know those programs were. Um, you know, really entrenched in the community if you're going around and doing them live. So, and that and wasn't easy back then. No, back then you had to get a phone line installed. Uh, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have uh, uh, the power to broadcast remotely. You had wherever you were going to broadcast, you had to have a landline installed mm -hmm. and hook up through a phone uh, with your mixer board and all that. So. Uh, it was quite an ordeal to do a live broadcast outside the studio. We had to do that for every football game. Wow. We had to have phone lines installed at the press boxes of away games. We had one at the home field all year. But, uh, you know, if we were going to Paris to play Henry County, three weeks or four weeks before that game, I had to call Bell South back then and say, I need a phone line installed so I can hook up and broadcast this game. Uh, it, it it was a different world now. Now you just you hook into your cell phone and you can broadcast from anywhere. Yeah, but most of the technology runs through the cell phones now. Yeah, so. uh, I, I've broadcast from Dixon Junior Dixon Middle School, William James, and Charlotte did junior high games every week. Um, when you were on the radio, I, I, if it that was like the 80s when they were really good, right? Uh, I was, uh, that was 82, 83, 84, yes. Yeah, they started to get really good then yeah. and went through the late 80s. What was it like back then? Because I talked to some, some guys, for, you know, from that era about what the stadium was like and what the town was like on a Friday night when uh, the Cougars were at their peak. Uh, maybe talk just about that. Well, you know, there were several seasons there that 
the Cougars would go 10 and 0. They'd go undefeated. They win their district. Um, everything was quite different in the district setups back then. But then it seemed like every year, the first round of the playoffs, we played Gallatin and we'd lose. We didn't actually beat Gallatin until '88, the uh, state championship year, when we beat them in the first round of the playoffs. So uh, it, it was a, a very electric atmosphere because, like I said, there was only one school. There, there was you weren't splitting. Uh, this fan base by having Creekwood and Dixon County High School, and that was just a few years after the three high schools consolidated in '72. So, you know, it was still new. The Cougars were still uh, a novel uh, experience. So they were there were always big crowds. It was exciting. My very first broadcast as the voice of the Cougars, I did one year as a color commentator and statistician for Earl Walton. And then he left, and I became the voice of the Cougars. My very first game uh, was uh, in Columbia. They used to always play Columbia the first game of the season. And we were at Columbia, and there wasn't enough room in the press box for all the radio stations because there were now two radio stations in Dixon County doing Cougar games. And so we were on the roof of the press box broadcasting. A few minutes before the game starts, there's lightning off in the distance. And this was back before they had the rule that you couldn't play. So they started the game with the storm coming. I'm sitting on a milk crate with a pallet for a table. And right before kickoff, the wind blows all my stat sheets away, all my rosters. I don't have the players' names in front of me and numbers. And, of course, I had, it was first game, so I didn't have them memorized. So... Um, <laughs> So I made up names for the entire broadcast. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember that Oscar Vaughn was a running back, uh, one of the running backs for the Cougars. They were primarily a running team, running out of a, a, a split set, a pro formation they called it. And um, I can't remember, uh, Frank Sanders was the other running back. So I couldn't remember which one was which by their number, so I just made it uh, Frank Vaughn ran the ball every time. I just put them together, names together. I didn't have any roster for the entire game. Well, Chris, I really appreciate you coming by today and uh, hanging out with me and talking a little bit about sports. I uh, hope I can have you back on again soon. Let's go ahead and take a break. We're going to hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back here on the Dixon Sports Report. Complete Service Heat and Air is a trusted provider of top-notch heating and cooling solutions dedicated to ensuring optimal comfort and efficiency for residential and commercial spaces. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way 24-7 service call us at 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties.
And we're back here on the Dixon Sports Report. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, basketball playoffs are this week locally for our high schools. And so I wanted to get you up to date on uh, the Cougars, the Lady Cougars, the Red Hawks, and the Lady Red Hawks. Um, we'll start with Creekwood. Creekwood girls have actually played the first game of the district tournament earlier this week, and they won. They beat Fairview by a score of 52-36. to 36. Now, it looks like they will be playing again on uh, Friday night, so tomorrow night, which is February the 16th at 7.30 p.m., and they will be playing for the district championship. If you'd like to check that game out, it will be at Montgomery Central High School, um, just north, uh, just on the other side of the county line. And then for the uh, Creekwood boys, their first game of the district tournament will be tonight at 7.30 p.m. Uh, that game will be at Montgomery Central as well, as that's where they're having uh, the district uh tournament this year um, if the Creekwood boys are able to win uh, tonight then they will play in the championship game that will be on Saturday 730 and that will also be at Montgomery Central and then Dixon County uh, the girls play tonight so the Lady Cougars play tonight at Northwest 730 and they're playing against Northwest so uh, the opposing team will have the uh, home court advantage tonight um, if they are able to win this game tonight, then they will play again on Monday, February the 19th at 7.30 p.m., and that game will also be at Northwest, and that will be for the championship. Um, as far as the boys, so the Dixon County High School boys team, the Cougars, they will be playing tomorrow night, Friday, 7.30 p.m., uh, against Kenwood. And that will also be at Northwest High School. If they win and are able to advance to the championship, uh, that will be on Tuesday, February the 20th. Um, so lots of lots of really good uh, playoff basketball coming up. We've got the district tournaments, district championships, and then we move on to regions and then the area, and then we'll see how far these teams can go. We want to wish our local high school basketball teams a lot of success in the upcoming tournaments. Well, that's going to do it for us today on the Dixon Sports Report. I want to thank you again for joining us. We'll be back next week. Have a good weekend.